0: Welcome back. We have a fantastic podcast series. Julie and I are big fans of the podcast series. By the way, we used to do longer podcasts, so it would last like an hour to an hour and a half. Um, And we would do these long form presentations or long interviews. And we found that for the most part, people prefer, agents certainly prefer the shorter podcasts. So we always try to keep these, very rarely do we actually succeed in this goal (laughs) of keeping them around 30 minutes. Usually they're a lot longer. Uh, but why are they a lot longer? Because we don't want to leave anything on the table. We want to make sure that every single opportunity we have to say a thing that might uh, say something that might inspire you, to motivate you, to get you into action, we're going to say it. Um, yeah. And so a lot of times it takes a long damn time.
1: Well, it does. So we have tried to give you bite-sized pieces to again educate you motivate you and make it so you can get into action every day after every podcast.
0: So this, the title of this series that we're doing over the next few days is your 12-step Realtor Survival Guide. So 12-step Realtor Survival Guide. And uh, this is in response to a lot of agents who have been emailing us and calling us and messaging us on Instagram and all other forms of communication asking us about what they should do. And I have to say most of the communication we've been getting has not been from newer agents in panic mode. It's been from, been from more seasoned agents. But we're going to talk about all that in a second. And then Julie and I are going to give all you guys 12 specific steps of what you should be doing to really prepare yourselves for the shifting housing market. And let me start out by saying, in case you're starting to feel tension build inside of Mm -hmm. yourself, do not allow that to happen. We're going to be giving you actionable items that are easy to do, practical and tactical, and they're not going to be anxiety uh, producing. But let me start out by also uh, reminding all of you, we have made our premier coaching program free for the first 30 days. This is something that, frankly, it's taken us about 18 months to retool our complete and all of our coaching, our entire coaching model, basically, we had to create all kinds of new systems and software and hire all kinds of different people. And, you know, it seems like it's not a big deal, but the things that appear the, the, the simplest are usually the hardest. So what we've done is we've made our premier coaching program Basically, for the first 30 days, guys, it's completely free to you. And all you've got to do is text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. And when you do that and you join Premier Coaching, and again, it's totally, completely free. There's no obligation whatsoever. You get every single weekday uh, a a coaching call, a semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach, you and the coach. And you are going to be on, you're going to absolutely positively have direct contact with some of our best coaches we have in our business. You're going to get a DISC personality test. And that is the personality test that is for sale in various places online for usually starting around hundred bucks, but you're going to get that for free. You're going to get scripts. You're going to get plans. The thing that I'm really anxious for all of you guys to get, because it's the thing that's going to have the most impact on you is the 90 day uh, survival guide. You get that. This, is that what you called it?
1: Well, there's a 90-day massive action plan, and then there's a survival plan, and of course, the treasure map. And we explain the differences between each of them because agents come to us at different levels.
0: Okay, so not only do you guys get, you get all of this, you get the coaching, you get a whole bunch of scripts, everything, you know, really everything that you need to position yourself for this shifting market, and it's free. We've we've wanted to do this for a long time. Like I said, there's technological limitations that have prevented us from doing it, but now all of you can join Premier Coaching for free. All you have to do is text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. And depending on what time of day you're texting, you could actually get on the semi-private coaching call today. So do not delay doing that. You do not want to wait in positioning yourself for what's happening next in the marketplace. So text the word PREMIER to 47372. And what's going to happen is we'll text you back and you have to text yes. And then then you're going to get the link and you can just go ahead and join Premier uh, Coaching. The When you uh, click, moving forward, when you text Premier to 47372, when you respond, get the response back and you click on that, you're then going to go to the page that explains everything that you get for free, which should frankly be a no-brainer for all of you. And then you're going to go ahead and enroll and become, um, you know, become a premier coaching member. So do that urgently text the word premier P R E M I E R to four, seven, three, seven, two. If you're listening to us right now on your mobile phone, you can go ahead and do that. You don't have to wait for the podcast to be over. Just go ahead and text the word premier while you're thinking about it to four, seven, three, seven, two. Now we'd also like to thank, and I saved this page. Now we're not going to be reading all of these, but we will be, I think uh, showing our massive appreciation on Friday. There are dozens of you who have submitted five-star reviews specifically to iTunes, and we sincerely appreciate it. I'm thinking of you, Nate Hicks. I'm thinking of this person who didn't leave a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a... There's a name? Yeah, the Christy...
1: Mclemore,
0: Christy Mclemore, Jules Grant, uh, Carrie Caron, uh, Sanja D., um, Sugar Plum Fairy One, which is my favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Tracy, you get to do that last name. Cool.
1: Coopis, Coopis,
0: LC, Mommy. <laughs> but, I mean, all thank of you, you to all of you, all of you guys who have submitted us five star reviews, and some of these reviews are amazing. All of them are amazing, really. We massively appreciate it, and so much so. On Friday, we're going to be doing a uh, appreciation show. Now, if you if you submit a five star review and you uh, give us a piffy comment, well, obviously submit the review, uh, commensurate with how much you appreciate this podcast. We will you qualify to earn a autographed copy of our book, Harris Rules. Um, And our staff is deciding who's going to, based on their five-star review and their piffy comment, or on their review and their piffy comment, is going to decide who wins the books. But so far, I have to say there are no losers. So, if you'd like to submit a five-star—I'm sorry—if you'd like to submit a review, preferably, obviously, a five-star doesn't take much more effort to click the number, the star five, than versus the star four, and a little pithy comment why you appreciate the podcast. You most likely will be receiving also a uh, copy, an autograph copy of our best-selling book, Harris Rules. If you have submitted a review and your name wasn't um, on the podcast, like we were just saying, like for example, Tammy Five Ten and all the others that have done it, please do email tom at timandjulieharris.com, tom, T-O-M, at timandjulieharris.com, and in the subject line, just put five-star review, and then put your name, and then if you can, if you're technologically apt, just go ahead and drop in your review too, so we can match the reviews to the people, uh, to obviously those of you who are going to get a autographed copy of our book. All right, so again, thank you for all of you who have continued to make this number on Listen To Daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. All right, so Mrs. Harris, without any further delay.
1: Your 12-step Realtor Survival Guide, what are we talking about? Well, get ready to take some notes. Here's the question that's on all of your minds. Is there a housing bubble that is popping which will result in a housing crash? no doubt the real estate market is shifting and this new market will demand a new mindset and skill set on this real estate coaching and training podcast you're going to learn the 12-step real estate market survival guide and again this is going to be a podcast series of several days the 12-step realtor survival guide It's based on a coaching client and podcast listener, many of your feedback, actually. It's abundantly clear that brokers and agents are feeling uncertain and perhaps fearful. And Tim, you mentioned it's not just from newer agents. It's actually from a lot of experienced agents. The old market allowed the industry to be deluded into believing that drilled down skills were a thing of the past. In the old market, agents and brokers spent billions of dollars on mostly dubious things. No way to really truly know the effort and money spent was working to produce the desired result. When we say dubious, that's what we mean. It's hard to tell what the result actually was, like buying buyer leads, branding, marketing, paid lead generation, team building, social media, and becoming an influencer. In other words, agents never had to accept the reality that if you want long-term increasing levels of success, that you must learn to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So here's so a, go ahead.
0: I, this is a this is a story that actually what Julie's about to read is something you might want to scroll scan that first in case I have any grammatical errors yep, so you don't trip more over them, you know. yeah but this is something that Elon Musk just recently came out saying you know um, Elon Musk is you know buying Twitter and he was essentially concerned that it turns out that at least 25% of all the accounts on Twitter are fake.
1: That's right. So, the- And why,
0: why am I sharing this with you guys? Because this is really the best, ex- best I think, most current example of why a lot of the things that you guys are being um, deluded into believing are going to earn you business really don't. And this is a really salient example showing you specifically the fallacy of the concept of branding.
1: That's right. Very timely and factual. This is the tale of Twitter. According to Elon Musk, 25 percent plus of all accounts on Twitter are actually fake. Fake, meaning that they are not actually humans, but they are software like bots. These bots comment, quote, comment on posts. They're designed to perform as if they were humans. This should send chills down the spines of all agents and brokers who believe in online-based branding.
0: Bot is short for robot. Robot. So basically, it's a software program that will go and, uh, well, I'll give you guys an example. Julie and I did a, a podcast interview with Peter Schiff, and Peter Schiff is trolled all the time by other people that are essentially basically crypto people trolling and so what it's believed and frankly if you read the comments on the interview we did with him there are bots people that have designed software that is designed again to go out there and emulate copy human behavior so they'll open up a a fake account on twitter not on twitter just twitter but facebook instagram all these accounts are full of bot accounts And then these bots, every time they see the word, say, for example, Peter Schiff in that example, they'll go out and they start fake uh, conversations with other bots. And if you read the comments on the Peter Schiff interview, you'll see what I'm talking about. It is hilarious. Go on YouTube and put in Tim and Julie Harris uh, and um, uh, Tim and Julie Harris, Peter Schiff, and you'll see. So you'll see one bot will put up some comment and then there'll be like five other bots that pop on and react to whatever that comment was. And if you read them, they don't really make any sense. But what they're trying to do is essentially create this. Because most people aren't reading for content. They're just reading Peter Schiff and the Bitcoin people using that as an example. Maybe weren't big fans of Peter because Peter's not a big fan of Bitcoin or crypto in general. I'm just using this as an example. Mm -hmm. We sure as hell don't want to get into a conversation or debate about crypto. But I'm just explaining to you guys that what these things are is they're designed to influence your... uh, They're basically designed to influence you. They're designed to influence your opinion. They're trying to fool you into thinking one way or the other. And politics is the place where, frankly, a lot of these things are being used for, let's just use the word evil.
1: Yes, but also your spending behavior and your trends and tendencies, right? So, for example, agents, as well as millions of businesses, were perhaps duped into spending money on, quote, impressions. The story went something like this. Branding marketing company invest $10,000 into building your brand on social. Over time, your brand will allow you to better leverage time and people will see you as the expert, you as the go-to for their real estate needs. Sounds familiar? Of course it does, because thousands of companies have been selling some form of branding to agents for well over a decade. So why is branding largely, if not completely, a total waste of money? Well, let's say an agent invested slash wasted money on Twitter to build their brand. twitter then exposed your branding to its quote users users saw the agent's branding and twitter built let's see their branding and no action actually followed no clicks go here or go there the agent was relying on the twitter algorithm to tell the truth about how many impressions were actually happening
0: okay so exposing means that hypothetically a human saw whatever your branding message was and then when a human supposedly saw what your branding message was you paid for that quote unquote impression now, a lot of you guys know all this stuff already but the reality of it is, is if you think about it how can that possibly be real i mean really how you as a you as a ad buying consumer how can you possibly ever truly know that whatever, you know, Twitter, as an example, using, you know, Elon claiming 25% plus or fake. How can you actually know that those impressions aren't complete and total fakery? Well, I guess now we're discovering that they are.
1: So what is the value of what they're calling an impression in the first place if there's no action that follows? So what is the value of an impression if the accounts were fake? Bots, quote, allegedly saw the impression and, get, and then the agent was charged? I mean, how would you ever even prove any of this? And when I think of impressions, I think of, you know, driving by on the freeway and I had an impression my eyeballs saw a a billboard, but then I ignored it. I didn't do anything about it, but somebody paid for that billboard for the impression that they were charged for.
0: It's basically the difference between past. It's it's what Julie and I always drill down on. You guys, longtime listeners, you know what I'm about to say. It's proactive lead generation versus passive lead generation. But I'll put branding into no lead generation forever or at all. It's basically uh, it's active money wasting is really what it is at the end of the day. And prior to all of the online stuff becoming so uh, prolific in real estate, it was branding through media, branding through radio, TV, uh, branding. Well, actually, radio, TV. A lot of that stuff that was done was pretty damn good, truthfully, because there are always good calls to action. But direct mail. A lot of that stuff was rationalized through uh, branding. So a brand. A branding is simply here's a pretty picture of Betty and her dog, and she's mm-hmm. you know loves to sell real estate. And there's no call to action. There's no. The ad is not asking for you to take any action whatsoever. It's just somehow magically, if you see Betty's branding ad uh, a ton of times. And this is what the branding people will tell you that eventually you're going to somehow rewire someone's brain into correlating real estate with Betty, Betty, real estate, real estate, Betty. That's really <laughs> what at the end of the day, yeah. you guys, you can't, we can't even say it with a straight face. It's such a joke, but anybody who is in the business of selling stuff to agents, of course, they're going to want to be in the branding business because there's no way you guys can actually hold them accountable to the results. They're going to tell you, listen, Bob. Here we go, old Bob again. <laughs> Listen, Bob. Bob, the reality of it is is that you don't you have you need to build your brand. All your competitors have powerful brands. If you don't spend untold unaccountable amounts of money with our branding company, who's to say whether people are ever going to think of your name. But we know statistically that Uh, virtually every real estate transaction doesn't come from branding. It comes from other sources, which we're going to drill down on this podcast. But the reason Julie and I are explaining all this to you guys is because the macro trend of the, and that means the large trend of the things that we just were sharing with you, The team building, the paid lead generation, the marketing, the branding, the social media, the becoming an influencer, that pressure that some of you guys have felt to become influencers, all that stuff is largely going to come to an end. Because here's what happens. In a market like this, whether you do it voluntarily or you wait too long and you do it involuntarily, you're going to have a reckoning with your a expenditure. You're going to look at your what you're spending on your business, and hopefully you do that before you have to. And you're going to say, does this actually produce a result? Now the que- the problem is, is if you've doing been doing something like say for example branding for a long period of time it is emotionally almost impossible to to stop doing it because in the back of your mind, you're like a gambler. You're hoping, oh, I'm going to keep on placing bets. Keep on placing bets. Every money every month you're going to spend more money, more money. I'm just this close to having this branding vision. All the, and you might even actually go to the point of rationalizing that it's mm-hmm. working because someone's going to say, hey, Bob, I saw your ad on Facebook or I saw your ad on, I saw you on Instagram. I saw you here. I saw you there. And you're thinking, yes, it's working. But the reality of it is that person Had you asked them for the business, would have given you the business in the first place. All you're doing is wasting money. If you really want to, and here's what happens again: you have to do your branding because you're too busy. Your time is too valuable. So let the branding build your brand. Opposed, and then eventually you'll become uh, the you know essentially people you've rewired their brains at Betty equals real, real estate, real estate equals Betty. Well, the way you really do that ultimately is you lo- you proactively lead generate, and then you actually produce the result for the customer, and then the customer is happy with the result you produce, and then they when you ask, they'll send you referrals, and then you keep on doing it. That's how you actually build a business. You can't take shortcuts. The whole this whole era in the real estate industry of becoming an influencer is largely coming to an end. There'll be a place for it. It will bubble back up again, but it's going to be after this next super cycle in real estate, which is what we're already experiencing as inflation and higher interest rates start to take hold in the market.
1: So remember that the market is moving fast. The question to ask yourself is, are you learning, changing, and evolving to meet the new market? Or are you simply hoping that your old approach will work or that the change won't come to your market? Well, there's lots of cautionary tales waiting of waiting too long to accept, adapt, and change. Those tales, those stories are aplenty in the real estate industry. We've been hearing them for about three weeks now, by the way, the new version of well, those tales. When I wrote that,
0: Julie, uh-huh. um, uh, I was thinking back to all the people. Oh, yes. You know, I don't want to, I actually don't even want to. <laughs> no. I, yeah. There, there, the worst suffering that can happen to humans happened, and Julie and I experienced it as real estate coaches, helping a lot of people through it or in some cases just hearing about the ramifications of people not seeking help, uh, happened as a result of the last housing crash. I mean, we we knew of people, well, I mean, what the hell, why not just be street? A we couple. knew people that committed suicide. We knew people that basically blew up their marriages. We knew people that essentially developed health problems. But they
1: lost everything. They lost their rental properties. They lost their investments. They lost, lost their confidence. Some of their lo- them lost their real estate licenses, their ability to succeed in the upcoming market. I mean, we got calls two or three years after the recovery started where agents would say, you know, I, I feel like I can get back into the business now. Or we had some REO and short sale agents that had done that for years and didn't know how to take a normal listing. They, they took too long to change.
0: Well, and there's people that were, didn't essentially pivot to what that right. new market. So that whole thing is gonna happen now, but it's happening in a different way. Because mm-hmm. now what's gonna happen is some of you, most of you, I like, there's, I don't even know how many people are gonna end up listening. Tens of thousands of you listen to us every single day there are probably realistically less than 10% of you that were around that were actually actively selling real estate from say 2000. And you know, anytime before like 2008, let's say a vast majority of you have never experienced what a, um, stable or normalizing or whatever you want to call even
1: it even a transitioning market they haven't really exactly been through.
0: you guys have only experienced an upwardly uh, more uh, essentially sellers market that's constantly building momentum that's been your only experience in real estate and so you haven't had a lot of skills and that's the reason a lot of these weasley marketing companies and other sorts of companies mm-hmm. have snuck into the industry and some of them call them thin-tech and there's others a little dip you know and they got venture funded and they now are selling agents leads and CRMs and all this other Stuff, All of those companies are going to be weeded out faster than you can possibly believe. And we're going to talk about that a little bit too over the next few days. But the reality of it is, is we are through, the herd is going to get thinned, And I don't, Julie and I are not believers that this is going to result in a bunch of agents leaving the business. What it will result in is fewer agents doing trans uh, doing transactions, but there will still be millions and millions and millions of transactions to be done. They're just going to be done by largely different people that were doing them before. And the ones that are going to be doing the vast majority of the transactions are the ones that were willing to say, "Okay, I see what's changing. I am experiencing it. I'm seeing it. Tell me what to do." Okay, now that Tim and Julie have told me what to do, now I'm going to do it. Those are the now there'll be agents, which is what we were trying to express before that ask for help or take direction or frankly, just follow common sense, you know? You guys know what we're telling you here. You know it's common sense. We're telling you not to spend money on things that don't give you results. I mean, that should be something that all of you intuitively know. But what's eventually gonna happen is some of you are going to take action on it today. All right, I get it. I'm locked in. Tell me what to do. Boom, you're going to do it. Well, here's what you should do. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Message and data rates may apply. But others of you, and unfortunately it's going to be a majority of you, are going to wait too long. So there's three buckets. There's those of you who take action right now. Who are basically opportunistic and see this shifting market as an opportunity for you to build your business to levels that maybe you couldn't have never have done in the previous market. Then there's going to be those of you who, you know, you shift sometime later this year, and there's others of you who wait years. The one, the second, and the third groups, you guys are going to essentially uh, suffer needlessly because the market is changing faster then it way faster than it did back in 0- 060708 way faster so what's happening now like the housing market did not hit bottom guys it started to crash in 2007 it didn't actually correct or start to correct until 2012. So you think about how long that is in you know, real estate. That's a long damn time. But what we're seeing now is consumer behavior has changed in less than 60 days. It did not change that fast back in 2007. It's changing fast now and during this next series of these points we're gonna be making, we're going to tell you what to expect we're going to tell you what how consumer behavior is going to result in different agents winning and some of those that are still addicted to branding and you know being fake influencer and leaning on somebody else's Lamborghini and taking hmm. a picture of it and putting it on Instagram and thinking that somehow that branding is going to attract people to you. Those are the people that are going to needlessly suffer because they've not have, have not accepted or frankly learned that if you everything you want in life and it is everything unfortunately is on the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level.
1: Exactly. So over the next 12 to 24 months, every one of you, every agent and every broker has to learn what this new market requires, or you will needlessly suffer. And that suffering is real. And we're already seeing that happen. Some of you guys suffer from fear of the unknown. And that's why we educate you, motivate you and get you into action. Remember last week's podcasts were a big bunch of education of what to expect and what was actually happening based on fact, not based on on headlines the
0: groups of agents that frankly i'm worried about the most it you know again Mm -hmm. i there's nothing no reason for us to hold anything back are brokers Mm -hmm. any size brokers and um, agents that have uh, a team yes those are the two groups that Mm -hmm. are are, generally speaking carrying the most unnecessary overhead that they're going to take too long to shed new agents or agents with maybe one virtual assistant type assistant Those guys are going to be the most, assuming they're going to be versatile and they're willing to adapt and pivot quickly, they're going to do great.
1: (laughs) Totally agree. And I'm already hearing that on lots of coaching calls. Those are the ones that are actually excited. They have zero level of freak out.
0: Yeah, because they have zero level of unnecessary expense Mm
1: -hmm. and they can
0: uh, obviously move to where the market is.
1: But you're right that largely those are the agents and brokers who had actually experienced a major shift and changed their ways going through this current market and didn't pick up a whole bunch of expenditure, built their skills instead, and have actually been waiting for this shift.
0: The teams and the brokers are the largest group of people who are contacting us about joining our eXp Realty group. True. By far. And if you guys are wanting to pivot to eXp Realty, if you're looking for a sponsor who will actually be in very proactive in your success at eXp Realty, not just as a practitioner, but also with building a revenue share group or all the other benefits that come with being an eXp agent, Jill and i are formally applying for the job of being your exp realty sponsor so just text me directly and yes this is my real cell phone Mm -hmm. i probably get three or four texts a day uh people even though i say it on the podcast that's my real cell phone yes they assume it's like a bot
1: no not a bot not what we were talking about was twitter it's real tim
0: exactly (laughs) well sometimes i mess with them and act like it is but any (laughs) event, yes so if you're ready to join exp realty if you've not chosen a sponsor and you're looking for someone Um, that's going to be very proactive in your success, feel free to text me directly 512-758-0206. I'll suggest anybody who has a team, anybody who has a broker, text me so we can at least compare. Well, frankly, we can have a a coaching call, you and I, and we can talk about what your existing uh, business uh, model is, and we can compare and contrast to what eXp Realty is, and then you'll make a numerical, a numbers-based decision, not an emotional decision on what direction you should be going. All right, so we're going to get to our 12 points, and today we're going to go through the first four. Points.
1: All right, so this is your survival guide. Get ready to take some notes. Point number one now is the time to price your listings based on your seller's motivation. Notice I didn't say throw another 10 or 20% on top of your last best comp. We're going to base the pricing on the seller's actual motivation. Now, this means that you absolutely must 100% of the time use the seller's pre qualification script. Whether you're listing your mom and dad's house, an unrepresented seller, otherwise known as for sale by owners or Fisbos, or a referral from a past client, doesn't matter where the source came from, you must ask the same questions every time. This is a serious skill check for you. A listing where the seller has to sell within six months has a different pricing strategy than one that's got to be in contract in the next two weeks, and you can't treat all sellers the same anymore.
0: Now, those of you who've been in the business for a long time, your skin's crawling a little bit because Julie (laughs) said price your listings based on seller's motivation, and that is absolutely not our normal coaching. Normally, it's price listings based on the actual market value, but the reality of it is we are not yet into a new market. This is going to be a seller's market, believe it or not for quite some time. And so you do have to fully pre-qualify the seller, know what the seller's motivation timeframe is, but what a lot of you are doing is you're not asking all the questions. And again, we shared with you last week, our uh, buyer agent, pre, or I'm sorry, our buyer pre-qualification script, make sure you listen to that one. And available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And also, you can listen to the podcast over on our main website, com. But it's really critical that you understand in this, we're not to the point where you should even remotely think that you're going to turn a seller down because you think the seller is overpriced and they might very well be overpriced. You cannot lose the listing because you think the seller is overpriced, but you, uh, you at the same time must know what the seller's motivation is. And then what we do is we teach you how to create a time frame where the price can be adjusted to meet the buyer's expectations. You do not ever say lower the price to a seller. That'll get you fired every single time yeah. you're going to reap Mr. Seller. I'll, Mr. Here's the script. Basically, Mr. Seller. Listen, I understand um, after seeing the house, why you feel the house is worth $625,000 even though the market's telling us it's worth five fifty? dollars I completely understand after seeing the house it is a wonderful house. And frankly, Mr. Seller, this market is changing fast. So let's go ahead and price the house today at $625,000, absolutely positively. And I'll, uh, with energy and enthusiasm, we're going to put all energies behind getting that price or higher. But let's agree that after two weeks or 10 showings, whichever comes uh, first, if we don't have a real written bona fide offer, that will reposition the house on the market so we correctly reflect the buyer's expectations or the market's expectations. The seller is going to say yes because they're feeling like they're winning. They're getting their 625 in the Mm -hmm. listing, but you are also essentially positioning them for what comes next. And it doesn't have to, you're not gonna duke it out with them and explain why this is a comp or that's not a comp. It is too soon to start thinking that you are in a command position when it comes to pricing listings.
1: Well, so let me translate that a little bit further. What you guys are used to for the past nearly decade, especially the past three to five years, is pretty much letting the sellers and you together kind of really push the price.
0: Well, the cat pee house on the busy road that was overpriced it didn't matter
1: because it was available. It
0: sold for multiple with multiple offers. Right, because it the was roof, available with the roof leak.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and for a lot of a lot of listings, you could get away with that, and it actually still would appraise because there's another comp down the street that just came and did the same thing, and you didn't really have to have these conversations. You could roll the dice, and most of the time, you were winning. What we're cautioning you now is to simply set lightly set some different expectations if it doesn't sell in two weeks or 10 showings that you're going to adjust the price possibly. Not that we're going to cut slash reduce or anything dramatically and you're not going to freak the sellers out by overdoing this.
0: So it's all about knowing how to use nuanced language when you're talking to sellers in any market. Sellers require higher level handholding than say, for example, working with buyers. And by the way, if you guys are new to our podcast, we are enormous advocates of you being prominently a listing agent. Um, this market should be, I think the best reason why you ever, why you want to be a listing agent. Uh, you know, it's just going to get more challenging on the buyer agent side of things, but yes, you do have to have a skill set with working with buyers. It's emotionally, it's mostly an emotional type relationship. It's not really, it's physical labor, and working with sellers is mental labor working with sellers requires skills thus the mental labor it requires dr phil meets essentially the science professor knowing what to say and how to say it working with buyers is largely at least in this past market has largely been a social endeavor the house sold itself because the the buyers had a serious case of fear of missing out or fomo which by the way was the correct stance for buyers in the past market especially with mortgage interest rates being where they were now it looks like they're going to be close to six percent soon everything is changing the uh, increase of price of increase of uh, price of homes is taking out a lot of these mostly lower end buyers, and the dev- that is devastation for a lot of them to build ever have a chance of building long term wealth. We have done a podcast on alternative forms of pot- uh, financing, different ways you can get different things done. So make sure you go back and listen to that podcast. Point number two, Julie.
1: Point number two, know your market conditions. Cold. Why? You haven't had to worry about it that much before, but you have uh, you have to work hard to set realistic expectations for each client you're working with, educating them on what to expect, whether they're buyers or sellers, all while making sure you don't lose the relationship by overdoing it. Remember, this is a shift, not a crash. Have the skill to explain the difference based on facts, not based on conjecture or salacious headlines or some quote TV you know news show. You have to know what's actually happening in your own personal market conditions. And that can be different. You can, you know, basically you're becoming a mini coach for your prospects and clients, letting them know, you know, it it is shifting what buyers may have to do to actually win on a contract. In some markets, we're seeing that you can actually have a home inspection now. You don't maybe have to waive an appraisal but maybe the city next to you, that still is going on. So you've got to know your own personal market conditions. We talked about
0: that last week on
1: that Buyer A lot. Series. Yeah, but it, really the big the big
0: takeaway here is when you hear these headlines, uh, make sure you read the article, don't just rely on the headline, because what you're going to discover is the they're essentially, and this does totally make sense, that the amount of appreciation and inflation in houses, because there's going to be less demand, is going to start leveling off. But for all, Jillian and I did a great podcast on fifth. well, we thought it was great. Based on the feedback <laughs> from all of you, it was great. But the 15 reasons why there will not be a housing crash, make sure you listen to that one, and really drill down on those points because there's not going to be a housing crash, but what there most likely won't be is double-digit home appreciation as there has been. I mean, over the last 12 months, 25% appreciation in the average American Which home. Which is
1: unheard of. That's you know. not normal. I know you guys kind of feel like it's normal because it's been you know between 10 and 25% for several years, but that is not normal. So I, there's a big difference between less home price appreciation versus... Home price depreciation. Well, let's talk
0: about that in case. They don't understand. So yeah. if you if your buyer buys a five hundred thousand dollar house, it's now projected that the appreciation, the inflation on the house, is <gasps> only going to be six or seven oh, no. percent this year. Oh no! So the house is going to go up thirty or thirty-five thousand dollars. If you actually position, well, I mean, again, that's less than it was a year ago. A year ago, it had been twenty-five percent. But the point is, it's not going the opposite direction. Not going to lose money in the house. They still want to buy a house. They still want to lock in a, a yes. long-term interest rate because it's going to be less expensive for them to own the home than for them to rent. But the real reason, the long-term advantage of owning real estate is real estate is the single largest delineation. Or uh, If you want to know what creates long-term uh, family wealth or personal wealth, it's owning a home. That's the number one reason why somebody is or isn't a um, you know, having any resemblance of financial security long-term. Real estate, the purchase of a home pays you in many different ways. And that's always been true, but it's even truer, truer now than it ever has been. And even with rising interest rates, even with the market being like it is, it's going to be true going forward for all the reasons we talked about in that previous podcast. Again, 15 reasons why there is no housing crash. Point number four,
1: Uh, Point number three, Uh, uh, that's okay. Understand the ratio of your effort versus the results that you're actually getting. I'm gonna read that again so you guys can write that down. Understand the ratio of your effort versus the results that you're actually getting. Not all lead generation is created equal. If you cannot directly track a paycheck from what you're spending your time and money on, why do you keep doing it? Are you proactively lead generating with a predictable and duplicatable outcome or is your business running on FOMO, fear of missing out, and hopium that worked until recently? How do you know the difference? Well, skilled agents track their efforts and they focus on the most effective techniques. This is this is a, a hot topic in our Facebook Live daily sessions. In our
0: Premier Coaching. But here's yeah. the bottom line. When you attend Premier Coaching, when you participate in Premier Coaching, and you learn what to say and how to say it, and you're then confident next time you have a conversation with the seller, preferably a seller over a buyer, but there it, it is what it is. I mean, just knowing what to say and how to say it, how does it make you feel? How does that, does it, result in you having a higher, more productive conversation? Does it result in you getting the desired result? Does it desired in you not getting uh, stuck with a bunch of unmotivated, uh, potentially career-ending clients? You right now, this time of year, you could have a roster full of people that will never transact, but because you've never fully pre-qualified them, you don't know actually what their financial situation is, you're working with a bunch of people that never transact. It's not their fault. It's your fault for not knowing what questions to ask. Buyers are not liars. Agents are just incompetent about pre-qualifying.
1: Well, but- Tim, I got so many texts and email messages from last week's buyer pre-qualification series, right? Where they, they actually were like enumerating their buyers. Okay, this guy has just been pre-qualified out of working with me because they realized they didn't have a lender letter. They didn't, you know, they were just before kind of so excited to have a client and go show them stuff. And yet... By learning all those pre-qualification questions, and we didn't even do the drill down that they get in coaching last no. week, we just gave them the overview, yep. they were able to sift and sort and and realize they might have thought they had 10 buyers, quote, buyers, but they really only have like two or three people that probably will transact.
0: Jules, I don't remember this exact statistic, and unfortunately, I don't see it in my notes, but interest rates are projected to go up by another half point before July or next, like- It's supposed to be in June. Okay, yep. June. Okay right so in the next few months interest rates are projected to go up another half point which will put a 30-year fixed rate at six uh, percent now correct me if i'm wrong do you remember that for every one percent oh i do remember one full percent one yeah. full percent that mortgage interest rates increase it actually reduces uh i think it reduces the average oh crap i wish i remember it,
1: it reduces the, the buyer pool the amount of people who are able to purchase by, by go ahead
0: but it was 11 percent, right something i think we'll, i think
1: that's right we're, we're going to bring that up on the bring next it back podcast up. but the point is obviously the higher the rates go the fewer people are qualified right and the but price, it's a lot fewer people the prices
0: aren't going to come down because what's going to happen And again i don't want to belabor this but so many people have these really low long-term interest rate mortgages they're not they're going to stay put they're going to be in these houses and again when julie and i started selling real estate we saw a lot of people like that the normal cycle mm-hmm. where people were moving up from one house to another or another that you know sort of habitual moving every four or five years that was something that happened really after when interest rates started to go down again because they could roll their equity from one house to another or another but now what's going to happen is even if they have a big mountain of equity in their home the interest rates going to make it so their payments actually higher even with the additional down payment and what orders they wanted to buy so they're going to stay put there are so many things that are going to happen because of what's mm-hmm. happening in the economy that's going to create actually it's there's going to be no precipitous increase in the number of homes for sale it's not going to come from new construction it's not going to come from resale so we are in this longer term sellers market with fewer buyers that are able to qualify which means seller skills are going to absolutely be more omnipresent than ever but where the opportunities are going to be and we're going to talk about this tomorrow is they're going to be a knowing how to actually directly proactively solicit contact those sellers and then make those sellers into your sellers and that is where the rubber meets the road in real estate it's no longer a who you know business it's now about what you know and what you're willing to do with what you know
1: Yes. so point number four, our final point today, this is all about you listeners. Prepare to pounce on new opportunities that were not possible in the superheated seller's market. If you haven't personally fortified your own investment war chest yet, now's the time for you to start saving. If you're not certified in express offers at eXp, for example, you're already missing an important tool in your upgraded skills toolbox. You are gonna have a lot more opportunity than you were before. It's gonna come in lots of different ways. Uh, you know, some of this is coming from builder inventory. I see a little bit of that increasing. Some of that's going to be using things like express offers, where you, you know, you basically act like an iBuyer and see whether a seller is interested. We have had coaching clients already have success with this, mostly with the most motivated sellers. Who do have some fear of missing out? They want to get it done right now. They don't. They're not interested in testing the market out. And yes, they probably will take a little bit less out of convenience. But that's just one tool in your toolkit.
0: Rent to own, lease uh, to yes. own, um, owner. Uh, assuming the seller's mortgage. Assuming the mortgage comp- it Usually, it's the seller and Julie was right when she was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, the mortgage, you can assume somebody's mortgage with release. In other words, you have to qualify. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just based on uh, your credit. And you know, there's gonna be some qualification necessary. All these things are going to start coming into play in this new market you're going to have to learn not just how to survive in this market but thrive in this market but the opportunities because you'll know what other people don't know the opportunities for you are going to be extraordinary when you can do things that other agents can't do you become like a marvel comic book character you really do (laughs) You people won't know why you're transacting, why you're so successful. They won't understand why Bob just went from a average to low producing agents and now he's a top producer. It's because Bob learned how to do things other people weren't willing to do.
1: Well, here's the difference. Imagine a toolbox, right? We've all been to Home Depot and you have like the little hand carried toolbox. That's the previous market. You had like a screwdriver and a wrench and a hammer. That's really all you needed because you know everything was kind of the same. Most people qualified. Everybody had equity. And every
0: screw was a Phillips that turned to the right. And there was no. It, yeah. And every hammer, everything took like two whacks to basically. Hammer. Basically, you had hardly any tools, and you really didn't know how to need to know how to use them.
1: Yes. Well, now is that ginormous tool chest sitting in the back of your grandpa's garage? that he has collected years after years of experience and dealing with lots of different situations with lots of different people. The amount of tools that you need going forward has just massively increased the variety of skill. You know, it used to be that virtually every appointment you went on, if we're being honest, there were like three or four different types of deals. They were all fairly similar. Everybody had equity. Everybody was really excited to move. They probably knew they were gonna compete, but they also were gonna get a really kick-ass interest rate. It was basically the same. Now you're going to have a bigger variety. And the thing that I'm excited about, even though all reports are saying that we're not going to see a precipitous increase in inventory, a little bit more inventory, but nothing catastrophic. Remember, to just get to a balanced market, which is a five to six month supply, it would take 2 million additional properties for sale between new construction, resale, normal stuff you see in the MLS, 2 million. That's extremely unlikely. We're so far away from that. We're not going to see a lot more inventory but the exciting thing is the sellers that are going to sell going forward are going to be dead serious and you better have it together because they're going to be less likely to just list with you because you're buddies
0: yep and guys listen this market's going to be full of opportunity but you're just going to have to read you that's the amazing thing about real estate really mm-hmm. when i hear all this doom and gloom about you know inflation is going to turn to unemployment and then we're whatever whatever we're all going to be you know there's just different world and the worst case dystopian future that some of these people want to have you believe is actually going to happen, which by the way is all BS, but there, well, 99% BS. Uh, We still live in the greatest country ever uh, in the history of humanity. And you know, there's no reason at all to, this is, if you look at the United States as a business that's been around for a little over 300 years and you look to see where it started, right? With a bunch of dudes with wigs. (laughs) <laughs> and you look to see where it's come if you were an, think about what an incredible business opportunity that was if you did the opportunity like say the united states with a stock if you'd invested in the united states 300 years ago think how wealthy you you'd become this is still the greatest place in the world to live and in our opinion you are in the greatest industry in the greatest in the greatest country now, yes, Julie and I are, I think what we're more, obviously we're traditionalists, we love our country, we love this industry, but the simple fact is, is that you are in the right place at the right time, provided you learn the right skills, because you are selling something that everybody needs no matter what's happening. Real estate is something you always need to live someplace, whether you're buying your a home to live in, upgrading, downgrading, or you're living in a place to rent. You're going to always need housing, that is never going to change. That is a non-voluntary expense. That is a required expense. Now, I want you to think about what in your life, when there's damn few things that are absolutely mandatory expenses that you're always going to pay. Your cell phone, arguably your car. There's going to be food. You do need food. There's mm-hmm. going to be utilities. It comes down to maybe five or seven things that those are the five or seven things that are not going to go away and everything else you're gonna cancel. You're gonna cancel Netflix, you're gonna you know, cut back on your cell phone thing, maybe you're gonna stop shopping as frequently. This is worst case scenario. And this is what happened back in 07, 08, 09, right? People started going through these phases of cutting back on all their personal overhead mm-hmm. and then they got frugality fatigue and you know, the interest rates went down, things took off again. But the moral of the story here is you are in the greatest industry ever. As long as you are using you have the skill set to make the most of what this market is demanding. It's just like talking to a seller about reducing your price. Mr Seller, we have to reposition the house in the market. So we correctly reflect the market's expectations and we're telling you, Mr. Agent, you need to reposition your skill set on the market in this market. So you correctly reflect what the market is demanding of you. And it is not difficult for any of you to do. You could all, every single one of you can accomplish this goal. Just do it quickly. Please do not wait because you're just signing yourself. Do not wait to see what's going to happen next. let just assume there's no reason. There's no downside in over preparing, right? There's no downside in maybe putting all that experimental money-wasting stuff you were doing on hold. Just put all this. Look, you don't need to have someone you know, work on your Instagram account or your Twitter account or maximize your YouTube videos or work on your branding. You can put all that stuff on the back burner and drill back down on skill sets. And then if you, over time, decide you want to turn those switches back on for some of that voluntary stuff, go for it but for now you got to drill down you got to get ready assuming that what's going to happen over the next you know six or eight months is going to be a transitional period that many people in their lifetimes have never experienced before but you can do it you can do it we're going to be here for you we are a big community of folks that are going to make they're going to thrive because of this market we would love for all of you guys to join premier coaching text the word premier to 47372 text the word premier to 47372 you can join premier coaching right now for free text the word Premier to 47372. And remember, message and data rates may apply. In the meantime, by the way, Julie, we did a terrible job today keeping to 30 minutes. How long do you think we've been doing the pod? I'm going
1: to guess. I was going <laughs> to say 42. <laughs> it's
0: 45. <laughs> you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.